0: In a world where very
1: few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready. Take some notes and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today's episode is with Ayal Lifchitz. He's the CEO and founder of Bluevine, And Ayal is a third generation entrepreneur who has seen firsthand the challenges small businesses face in building a company from the ground up. His father ran his own small physical therapy clinic in New York, where I live, while his grandfather was an electrical supply store owner in Israel. Before Al started Bluevine, a company that specializes in financing for small businesses, he was in venture capital, exploring and investing in promising startups and entrepreneurs. So I'm pretty, pretty excited because we're going to be talking a lot about accessing capital for small businesses. Welcome to the show, Al. Thank you. Happy to be here. Pleasure is mine. Um, why don't you give us a little bit of background? Um, a lot of the show is called "As Told by Nomads." A lot of people grew up in cross-cultural backgrounds. So you, you know, you having the Israel background, the American background, and having the entrepreneur background. What was it like growing up as a kid <laughs> uh, with you know with father and grandfather across different cultures, sort of building businesses?
2: Yeah, no, I'm happy to do that. Uh, so I was, you know, I was born in New York, where you are right now. Uh, And I grew up up there, Uh, seen my father uh, throughout his career, uh, opening up his business and running that and spending a lot of time there as a kid. And then as a teenager, moved back to Israel and lived there for a couple of years. And now I'm back in the U.S. My career, I did not start as an entrepreneur. I started uh, more traditionally. I have an engineering background. I was an engineer for several years and then decided to move to the business side, worked in consulting, and then ended up being um, an investor in a venture capital firm. Had the opportunity to see a lot of innovations, and a lot of them around financial services. So I worked in venture between 2010 to 2013, when a lot of the companies that that many are familiar today, like Lending Club, like Prosper, a lot of these companies uh, really grew during that time, and I witnessed... The growth of financial innovations particularly around financing and I realized that there is great opportunities yet not being delivered on particularly around financing for small businesses Mm. haven't been in a family where my dad was a small business his dad was a small business I was always familiar with cash flow challenges for small business owners I look I remember as a kid when My dad, um, you know, I've seen him kind of being more nervous, strapped for cash, even though his business was going uh, and and, and growing very well, it's just cash flow management for small businesses is tough. And so I've always known that there were issues around that. And so when I put one and two together, uh, thinking there's an opportunity to deliver some of these financial innovations around delivering capital to small businesses, it kind of clicked for me. And so I set out to uh, start BlueVine. And that's where we are today.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and before we go to talk about Blue Vine, I'm very curious though. When you were doing and, and working, you know, with in those environments where you were doing venture capital and all that, what were some of the biggest challenges you saw? I mean, obviously you saw a lot of companies that wanted more money, but what were I shouldn't say challenges. What what were mistakes you saw small businesses making as they were coming to seek financing from um, companies like yours?
2: Right. So with venture capital, I think it's important to note that the type of companies that seek out this type of financing are more growth related, usually tech type uh, companies who are really looking to be build really large uh, companies. so it's not it's not a lifestyle business it's not the the business as my dad uh, built and, and grew in his lifetime it's not It's not a company that's looking to build you know call it five to twenty people. Really, companies seeking venture capital financing is uh, are ones that are looking to build ginormous companies yeah. venture capitalists only invest where they see an opportunity to build call it a billion dollars or more of a company that's that 's the goal mm. and it 's tough because entrepreneurs and this is common with small business owners when you start out, you have an idea of what you want to build and you have your vision but at that point it is, it is exactly that right it's it's about who you are it's about your story it's about your vision and what you're looking to put together and whether you're talking with venture capital investors or other investors you need to get them to believe in your story in what you're looking to accomplish once you've already did it and once you're successful it's a lot easier to raise financing but when you're just starting out raising financing for your business is just tough because it's about it's really about you you and the story that you're able to tell about your vision and when you're an investor and you hear pitches all day, it's hard. It's hard to distinguish between the ones that you think will really make it and ones which uh, end up not being successful. And you ultimately make a decision as an investor to invest in people. Okay? Oh. And that's hard, right? It's hard to say, oh, this is a person who's going to be successful and I'm going to make a bet on him versus somebody who's not. And so when an, when an entrepreneur is starting out, I think uh, it's worth for them to take some time to really flesh out their story and to, you know, part of it is being able to sell it to others. I think most entrepreneurs know, small business owners, even ones that are building large companies, a lot of the skill set here is about being able to sell, whether it's to customers or to partners. And
1: certainly investors is also a
2: party that you need to sell to.
1: Yeah. And you know, and, and what I'm hearing though is that sometimes a lot of small businesses make the mistake of thinking that venture capital is the only route, and there are other opportunities. Maybe sometimes, like you know, we're going to talk about soon, is basically um, you know there are other ways you can do it with yourself bootstrapping, but other ways you can access capital. Um, and maybe because they they've been romanticized by the opportunities they see in Shark Tank and other shows, they think if they yep. don't get a big investor, their business idea is, uh, is uh, doomed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think first of all, even for technology
2: companies, for, for high flying tech companies, when it starts out, most companies you know start out with capital from either their own personal finances or from friends and family. Yeah. That is that is very common. And I think um part of that is because sure, at the beginning the people who trust you most are a yourself certainly you 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 kind of uh, believe in your vision and then your closest circle your friends and families these are the ones that trust you and it also signals externally to investors that are not part of that uh, you know friends and family circle that you have people that believe in you yeah. right and you're willing to put some skin in the game and it's not just you going externally and oh you know you give me money and for me to try out what I'm going to try out yeah. so. That's important. That is important to put some of that in. And and by the way, putting money in could be. It doesn't necessarily need to be currency. Putting equity in could be also sweat equity. Yeah. Working for a bit without salary, without compensation, and I know that's tough. It's not possible for everybody, especially if you have a family that you need to support. It's not easy working several months without without pay. But for the more for the for the committed entrepreneurs that have the uh, the ability to do it, I think it's wise to start out with your money, or not getting paid in the beginning, or raising small capital from friends and family. A, it's, you know, you're basically uh, showing to the market how committed you are, and usually that's the way to start. So, now that's number one. Um, And then, as you said, venture capital is not right for every small business entrepreneur. Venture capital is really more for, for companies that are looking to build something massively large. And also, even investor money, you mentioned Shark Tank. So, you know, my point about building something before you go to Shark Tank is usually true. Usually if you go there and you have nothing, the likelihood of them investing in you is not great. So you, you probably want to have uh, some start to the business and doing some of it uh, by yourself. Uh, but, but then again, investment, external investment is not the only way to finance a business.
1: Mm.
2: There are other ways. You know, once you've got the business off the ground, the best way to finance a business is actually from the cash flow of the business. If you're able to like put some seed money into it and you're able to organically grow the business by, by putting back your, your revenue or your sales back into the business, that is usually the best way. And the reason is because then you're not getting diluted. You are, you're keeping control hundred percent of your business by giving away parts of your business to investors. In essence, they get your cash or, or the residual, of your business for perpetuity so if you can avoid giving away of your business I wish I had more of my business today um, you know I've, I've made my choices but if you can keep more of your business by growing organically more than that I think is, is a preferred and then again there are other options to finance your business like debt financing which which could make sense um, and then it's not to say that that getting external investment doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense but two points on that one is you need to find the right type of investors to invest in your business. And, you know, we can go on about what that means. Yeah, And then you really want to make sure that this is the right time to take an external investment because with that comes expectations. And, and really, certain circumstances are good for taking external investments, but certainly not all of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well let, let's talk about those things. You said debt financing and then you said um, working with your credit. Um, could you dive into those, um, you know more because I know the, the people listening that might not understand uh, what that means, especially with debt financing and, and, um, and the other ones you mentioned. So I just want to give them a chance to sort of understand the intricacies of each of those methods that you mentioned.
2: Sure. So, you know, we mentioned taking an external investment, The and, and now I'll start there. Taking an external investment, you take money from somebody else, but now they become a partner to your business. The alternative is debt financing. Debt financing is you need capital because you're looking to grow uh, either you need it for working capital because you need to buy more inventory, or you need to hire employees, or or you want to spend on a marketing campaign, and so you need additional capital. You don't necessarily need to take money from external investors. You can get debt financing, and there are certain types of debt financing, which you can use. The benefit of debt financing, it doesn't dilute you. You know Your debt provider doesn't become a part of your business, right? The thing is, you need to be able to make payments on that debt and make sure that you have enough income to to sustain and service that debt but the benefit of it is that you can use that debt to grow your business or to bridge cash flow and you and once you're done paying it back then that's it you're done and you have you know if you are able to do that in an ROI positive manner then that's great because you are able to grow your business in that way without giving any part of it to any external investors now uh, I'm happy to talk about there are multiple types of debt financing. It's important to understand uh, what type is the one that is most suitable for you. We I've seen entrepreneurs sometimes make mistakes using the wrong type of, of, of debt financing or credit for the wrong type of purpose. But there is a wide range of, of options here. And I'm happy to talk about that if that is interesting.
1: Oh, no, for sure it is. I, I just is. I'm just... Sitting here, and waited because I'm excited. <laughs> no, this is stuff I like to geek about. So yes, please.
2: Happy to do that. So I think it's interesting. Most people, because you know all of us are consumers, understand the notion of the different types of consumer financing. So everybody knows what a credit card is, which you can use to carry carry debt if you want to take more time to make um, to make uh, to pay your purchases over time. And people understand what a mortgage is, and people understand what a student loan and an auto loan, and so on. So, in, in, in consumer loans, it's actually it's actually quite well understood. People understand the different type of financing, and it's also well understood which type of financing you use for what. You don't use a credit card to finance a home; you use a mortgage, right? You don't use a credit card to or to finance a, a student loan; you use a student loan, and then so on and so forth. So, you have a very clear distinctions of the different type of financing and what they're good for. Similarly, for small businesses, there are multiple types of options, and each of them are suitable for different types. Usually, the way to think about it is starting out with what do I need the money for? Do I need it for working capital? Working capital is usually shorter durations. It is to bridge cash flow. It is for types of of finances like inventory, like payroll, like Small investments in your business. Those are usually shorter duration products, uh, financing products that meet those specific goals. Then there are capital that's used for expansion purposes or for capital purposes. So if you want to buy real estate, if you want to buy an office for your, you know, you want to buy real estate for your business or if you want to buy equipment or If you want to open up a new location and you need really long-term financing, that's a different type of financing. And so, you know, I'd start there. It really depends, starts out with what type of of loan or financing you need. You need something which is more short-term for working capital or long-term for expansion. I will focus more on on working capital because that's my business. That's what we do at, at Bluevine. But even there, there's multiple types of options. And it varies by... What type of collateral you have to put up? How do you like the repayment structure to look like? Do you want to pay weekly or do you want to pay daily or do you want to pay monthly?
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
2: Uh, do you want to pay on a bullet structure? Bullet structure means that only when money comes in, you actually pay. You don't make repayments in between. And then there's a matter of flexibility. Do you want to have a revolving line, meaning that you can always draw upon your line when you want to? Or do you want to have a loan? It's a one-time thing. So there are different considerations there. Um, the, at a high level, some of the products that are now very popular in the market are merchant cash advances that is is quite common uh, even uh, through online companies today. That's one product, term loans is another, short term loans is another one. Lines of credit is another one, and then invoice factoring is a fourth one. Bluevine uh, we deliver the two latter ones. We do business lines of credit and we do invoice factoring. I'm happy to talk about those. I'm happy to talk about all four.
1: Wow. That's that's incredible. And and so the, the reason why I love having you on here is because you were saying things that I had no idea, and I'm an entrepreneur. And a lot of times, we don't actually know that there are multiple ways to access those capital. So if someone goes to BlueVine, right? They they get BlueVine, and, and uh, they work with your company. What is that experience like? Are, are they going to talk to someone who is going to assess their business, and then say this is the best way to finance your business? Or are they going to get mentorship? Or what is the process?
2: So it's important to to note we are an online company. So the interface with us is predominantly online. We try to make it as easy, simple, and intuitive as possible for business owners to come to our website. There's a very simple online application, which takes literally five minutes to complete. And then, We do our best to respond with an answer as soon as possible. Sometimes we can even give an approval for a line of credit within 20 minutes, as fast as that. We have a lot of technology under the hood to be able to deliver really, really quick service to small business borrowers or prospective borrowers. And the reason is we know that the time of a business owner is super precious. They have so much on their plate we try to make at least our process as easy and as fast as possible so they can go back to running their business, okay? And so the way that it works with us, is, as, as I said, is, is predominantly online. But at the same time, we do have a team on, on site. We do have U.S.-based salespeople and account managers. So if you want to call in, you can certainly do that, and folks will be more than happy to guide you along the way and answer any questions that you have. And so that's the process with us. You do the online application. Very quickly, we will get back to you either with an approval for a credit line amount or we will respond and say, you know what? We may need additional information because, you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to retrieve it ourselves. And then, unfortunately, there are some business entrepreneurs that we're not able to help. Not everything fits into our into our credit box. And so we're not able to service everybody but our objective is certainly to serve as many as we can. And what we do is we typically, once we have somebody approved, we'll do, we'll show them the offer that we have for them. We may have more than one offer. We may have an offer for one or both of our products. And we, we show them in a very simple and transparent manner, how our product is structured, how the repayment will look like, what are the fees we pride ourselves with being super transparent and simple. And so once that's done, the borrower can draw their funds. As I said, we have the two products, and our products are – both of them are revolving credit. So as opposed to a one-time loan, which I think a lot of people are familiar with a loan, we do lines. Okay, So we either do a business line of credit, which I think more people would understand what it is. It's, it's, it's similar to the loan in the fact that you can draw funds but it is evergreen. You could always go and you have a certain line. And as you draw down your line and you pay it back, your, your line is replenished. And so you can draw down or up on your line whenever you want. It's like a security blanket, right? It's Mm. right. And it's always there for you. And it's not just a one-time thing. And, and so it is super popular with, with entrepreneurs. Our other product is similar in the sense that you also have a revolving line. However, it's called invoice factoring and so we purchase invoices for you and so your ability to access capital from your evolving line is by selling invoices to you so if you have invoices from large companies and those are due within 30 or 60 days or more we will purchase the invoice we will give you an advance on that invoice and then your customer will pay us so we will free up the cash trapped in your invoices while you're waiting to get paid and then you don't need to make any more repayment. so we basically buy that debt from you and unlock cash that is due to you but is not there for you at the moment and so we're able to shorten that cycle
1: wow wow and then you said it's online do you work with just u.s companies today
2: we are 100% focused on on the u.s there is you know 20 million plus small businesses in the u.s maybe last i heard it was closer to 30 million so there's enough business
1: to do in the u.s and we are 100% u.s focused at the time good market good market so um no no i, I really want you just to uh, share that and it's uh, bluevine.com i imagine exactly bluevine blue like the color blue, blue
2: vine as in grapevine, vine one word bluevine.com Gotcha. all
1: right all right no no thanks for sharing that that's incredibly informative and um uh, you know i'm sure a lot of people listening today are saying wow okay that's good i'm going to check it out and um you know just that idea of having more options to finance your businesses is very attractive so, okay. as we as we we've talked about a lot about you and what you do with the business, let's talk about your particular journey to uh, entrepreneurship. What are, some, what are some of what have been some of the um, the best moments, and what have been some of the lowest moments? I think uh, you exactly depict the journey
2: of an entrepreneur. It's like a roller coaster. <laughs> there's there's very little. In between, you're either super high or you're low. I mean, there are there some times where it's steady state, but it's certainly that is the journey. Super low, <laughs> I think any time that things don't go your way, and particularly when it's due to external circumstances, when potential customers tell you no, when partners tell you no, when investors tell you no, that's tough. An entrepreneur develops a very thick skin along the way, but it's never easy to hear, to get declined or rejected from a customer or from a partner because you take things so personally, you are the business, right? Absolutely. And when somebody says no to you, it's like you're being rejected personally. And so that's super hard. And anytime that's happened, even though, you know, you get, you learn to, to deal with it over time, it's never easy. Even today when I raise capital, we're still, we're, we're a venture backed startup and I need to go out externally to raise capital or we deal with partners. Anytime that, we get declined or somebody passes on us, it's hard. I take it personally. I won't lie
1: to you. <laughs> no, so I, that, I'm glad that you shared that. That's true. So you take that personally. And then, I Yeah, obviously I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I just wanted to stop that because a lot of times when people, you know, talk, think about entrepreneurs, they think it's just this romantic journey. And I, I always say I, entrepreneurship is the greatest thing I've done, but be prepared for the tough times as well. And, just because you don't hear that a lot in Inc. magazine or on entrepreneur magazine don't for a second think that there are not there are no tough times at all so you know the fact that you're acknowledging that there's still a lot of rejections no matter what success level you attain um, i think it's critical for people to hear 100%
2: and it, and it and it doesn't end it's always that journey continues on i mean your successes and failures continue with you throughout this journey, no matter how successful you become, it's never a straight line. It's always bumpy and rocky and things come up along the way. There are generally, we as a company, we're doing very well. Does that mean that every day I wake up in the morning and the sun is shining and I'm super happy? No, every day is a new day. And I think that's what every entrepreneur knows. Every day is a new day. You're in the trenches. And to make this work, it is a lot of hard work.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So, okay. So now, now you've joined the ranks. You joined the family business of building businesses. Well, yes. do you, do you ever um, uh, see yourself doing any other thing? You said you started in traditional path. Do you ever see yourself going back to a traditional
2: uh, job? It's super hard, you know. Once you once you become an entrepreneur, it's really hard to think about yourself doing anything else. You know, I honestly don't know. And to be, you know, we didn't talk about this. Even though my dad was was an entrepreneur, and his dad, I actually never thought that I would be one. When I grew up, I didn't. It wasn't, mm. you know, when you're a kid and you're thinking, oh, I want to be when I grow up, right? And and kind of you're playing pretend when you were a child, or even even later in life, it wasn't something that was clear to me. I was never, you know, there's some people that that graduate from from college and or 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 after high school, they they decided they want to open up a business or be an entrepreneur, and it's kind of that bug that you know, it's just what they want to do in life. That wasn't the case for me, okay? It wasn't. I never thought that this is, I needed to be an entrepreneur or this is a must for me. For me, honestly, it was more about the idea that I fell in love with. I I realized that there's such a huge opportunity to help small businesses. And I realized that doing so with Bluevine would just be amazing. But it was more of the idea of Bluevine that sucked me in to be, to wanting to become an entrepreneur and not the other way around of an entrepreneur saying, Oh, I really need to be to, to start my own business and let's think about what is the right thing for me to do. It was the other way around for me. But now that I'm in it, now that I'm doing that, now that I'm kind of running my business and, and I've been doing this for, for over four years now, I can't see myself doing anything else. It's, it's, it's quite amazing. Yeah. You know, once you're, once you're in it, it is a hard path. It is, it is not a smooth journey but it is so rewarding. You know. The lows are lows, but the highs, I don't think anything compares to it. And so you know, as I'm, as I'm in this, you know, this is the best job in the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's that rewarding element. I, I, I think just feeling like you're on a mission and you're solving problems uh, is such an empowering feeling. Um, and that's what drives you through the, the difficult and tough times. No, but th- yeah, this is great. This is great. So next steps for, for Blue Vine. Obviously, you've been... I'm getting a lot of good press lately, so what's the next evolution in, in the business for you?
2: We started the business innovating on a specific financing structure, invoice factoring. That's how we actually started. About a year or two years later, we introduced a business line of credit. And the reason we introduced another product was through the realization that small business owners' needs are not one dimensional, they may have multiple needs their needs may change over time and if we started out really thinking oh how do we make a certain financial structure better we've evolved our thinking and understanding how do i help really how do i help small business entrepreneurs with the need the needs that they have and so that type of thinking that type of evolved thinking has led us to the conclusion that for us to be even more successful over time it means delivering a broad suite of products making sure that we can have the right product at the right time to help the small business entrepreneur. And so that's where we're heading. We're heading towards a world where we will consistently add additional products and services with the goal of making sure that really we can deliver the best service to the small business owner. And that means having a variety of products. And so that's where we're headed. I'm super excited about this vision and uh, you know, it's a lot of work, but as I said, it is the best, you know, it is the best opportunity for me and I'm super excited about it.
1: I love that so much. Well, um, uh, as we get ready to close, I always ask my guest uh, this question. The mission statement of this podcast is use your difference to make a difference. That's my mission statement. So how do you A-L, use your difference to make a difference?
2: I think for us, the objective is really to help small businesses. When I think about my highs, the highs for me is as a, as a business owner building bluevine is to get feedback from customers that we are changing their lives mm. and so that is what is driving me that is what is driving bluevine that is our mission and we are on that mission to help small business access capital and the understanding that we are able to help small business owners achieve their dreams their goals is what is driving us and what is helping us achieving our vision
1: Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. where can people find out more about you and uh, the business?
2: We are on bluevine.com. There's a lot of information there about the business, about the services that we deliver. I hope that everything there is clear. And if not, we are always open to feedback about additional things that could be helpful for small business entrepreneurs. And personally, I am also accessible I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, and also social networks. And so always happy to chat with small business entrepreneurs and learn about their journey and vision.
1: Fantastic. I'll make sure I put all that in the show notes, but I can't thank you enough. I mean, you've this is truly one of those type of educational podcasts. Uh, I didn't really know a lot about the other ways to access credit, um, especially because mine has always been bootstrapped. And I did try the venture thing for a little bit, but I quickly realized that I... I wasn't uh, ready for that world. So um, <laughs> uh, th- th- thank you for showing uh, us different ways to, uh, to access capital. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much for your time. It was great to, to be on the podcast. Right. Pleasure is mine. Ladies and gentlemen, till next time, use a difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the Ask Told by Nomad's Podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxen.com.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.